Welcome back to the 411 Podcasting Network. I am your host, Larry Zonka, and this is episode 17 of the 411 on Wrestling Podcast. You can follow us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, YouTube, and of course the 411 site. Please share us around on social media, subscribe to our shows, and if you have time, leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Today, I'm joined by the good brother, Jeremy Lambert. Jeremy, how are you? I am doing well. Finally getting over the NWA strap and feeling about as well as I've felt all week. Well, that is good. We do not need to be sick. Well, I've already been sick, but at least it's getting better. I'm feeling good. I went out to breakfast with the in-laws of my, my small daughter this morning. I you gave her ice cream like a terrible father. I did. I was the greatest <laughs> worst father in the world. I let her have the uh, the Denny's Trace Leche pancakes, which came with fucking ice cream on them. Didn't really realize that at the time I ordered them, but hey, what are you going to do? But, uh, she loved it. I was apparently the best dad in the world to her. And I was a good boy. I ate steak. So. You, can't, you can't say no to that kid either. I've, I've seen her in person, and she's very cute and very charming, and it, it's very difficult to say no to her. It really is. I try sometimes, but yeah, she, uh, but like, uh, she was being a good girl and she's been trying a lot of new food lately, which is good for her. She's been very, uh, very picky eater the first like six years of her life. And she's, she's actually branching out now. So whenever she branches out and tries new things, I'll let her, you know, kind of splurge a bit. So we did that this morning, but, uh, yeah, had a, had a good morning out, went to breakfast, did a little shopping and, uh, now it's, a uh, Time to get back to work and podcast. We have New Japan Dontaku Night 1 and 2 to talk about, the return of Chris Jericho, and then we will talk about the ROH War of the Worlds tour coming up this week. And uh, yeah, we got a lot to talk about, Jeremy. So we will start off with uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling uh, Dontaku Night 1, May 3rd, from uh, Fukuoka, Japan. I'm, I'm like, I was about to have like a massive like it's not Tokyo. It's not <laughs> I hate when I do that because I actually didn't write it down, but yeah, so um we started off uh Young Lions in an established talent match. Hanma Umino and Narita defeating uh Hanori, Suji and Uamoru. Uh opening match, just under eleven minutes or things. It was Hanma. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Yeah, Kevin Kelly with the, every time he he got me the other morning though really good because he uh, Hanma comes out and he pulls off the mask. He goes, "Hey, it's Hanma." And he goes, "One day it's not going to be Hanma." <laughs> really silly. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it was fine. Um, I think we we both said that Hanma's team would would probably pick up the victory, and they did. I still really like Yumino and Narita, and they're clearly high on them the other guys are, are coming around as well but it was a it was a good opener maybe i don't know 11 minutes for, for this maybe yeah. a tad too long but otherwise it was it was good got the crowd into it the crowd always uh likes these guys likes the young lions so yeah, it was a fine match yeah I, I liked it i thought it was a good opener uh, second match suzuki gun defeated yoshihashi jushin liger tiger mask and taguchi uh hair over 10 minutes uh, I thought another good match. We got more Suzuki and Liger trying to kill each other, which is yeah. always appreciated. That's really the the build for me is this Suzuki and 
and Liger feud. I'm, I'm really looking forward to whenever they have their singles match, which I would assume would be Dominion. Um, maybe best of Super Juniors final, but yeah, I'm looking forward to to this match whenever it happens. And another just like fine, good kind of paint by numbers multi man tag team match. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so the uh, the Suzuki Liger stuff is it's really getting up there for me because like this whole tour, I loved Ishii and Evil, and I loved Sho and Shingo. And then, like, Liger and Suzuki decided, like, well, we're going to kick each other's ass, too. And you're going to love it. And I do. So, it's like, Anytime yeah. you got, like, anything Suzuki's involved with is usually fun. And, like, it's fucking Liger. And, you know, it's his final year in, in wrestling. So, like, anything he's going to be involved with is going to be over, like, huge. So, it's a, it's a fun mix for Liger's final year. Yeah, and it is. It's a, uh, and the thing too is like, and they've done really good on commentary, um, reminding everybody that for it's been a long time. So Liger's had lots of issues with Suzuki guys, going back a couple years ago to the best of Super Juniors, to where um, Despi and Kanemaru kept trying to steal his mask, and then just his past issues twenty years or so ago with Suzuki. So yeah, it's uh, they've done a really good job telling the story. I thought, and uh yeah, I am I am all in on the singles match whenever we get it. So we moved on. Uh, Makabe, Yano, and Will Ospreay defeated Tamatonga, Tangaloa, and Hikaleu in uh, just under eight minutes. Thought it was fine. Will Ospreay, easily the star of the match. This really kicked off the, the show line story, or the show long storyline of Bullet Club's birthday and how it did not go too well for them. Um, like we didn't know it at the time that this was how it was going to go for them, but this was, you know, looking back, you can see like, oh, this foreshadowed everything that, you know, the the Bullet Club could not pick up the victory here, even though they were up against uh, Makabe and, and Yano, and yeah, it was it was a theme throughout the night for them. But they had cool uh, kimonos. They did. They looked comfy. Yeah, I'll give them that. But yeah, it was fine. Nothing wrong with it, really. Um, no, it was on. it was it was short and yeah yeah, yeah not much going on. So we moved on. Kota Ibushi, Sho, and Yo defeated Naito, Bushi, and Shingo. Twelve minutes. Uh, the theme of the tour all all along has been Lij, Chaos, and Ibushi having very good to great tag matches against each other. They had another very good tag match here. Uh, they continued to build the Naito and Ibushi, but they didn't do a ton between them. In this match, it was a lot of show and Shingo, which nobody I can imagine complained about. No, um, really. I mean, this is the best of the the multi man tag matches so far, and and that's not a surprise given the people in this match. It was just again more working on these these threads that they've been working on all tour with uh, Rapongi and and Lij, and specifically Show and Shingo and, and Kota and Naito. So. Yeah, another just good. I really like the energy of this match, and it's tough. You put these six guys in the ring, and it's it's tough to have a bad match with these six. So good, good stuff overall. Yeah. So, uh, and speaking of, you were talking about the Bullet Club having a rough night. Uh, Hiroki Goto, Juice Robinson, and Mikey Nichols defeated Jay White, Bad Luck Fale, and Chase Owens. Eleven and a half minutes. It was solid. The faces got some revenge for the tour, and. Uh, 
the story was a uh, bullet club losing, but the real story was post-match because juice Robinson has said he is done with bullet club and that he is looking for a new challenger for the U S title. And we're going to find out who that is on June 5th. As we got a video package after his match that said time's up. It appeared to be a new knife pervert this time from the UK. Dude's all wearing the knife, uh, has a Union Jack on his uh, jacket. You know, they're teasing it with someone basically from Rev Pro without saying it. Uh, June 5th is the best in Super Junior final, and uh, we will find out who it is there. A lot of speculation right now that it's going to be Chris Brooks, and we will find out soon enough. Yeah, I'm going to go back um, a little bit further with the, the Kota and Naito interaction after their match. I really enjoyed that the the tease for hey let's fight tomorrow and then ah never mind maybe not uh, the cards already booked and stuff it was it was like it wasn't anything special it wasn't anything like super memorable but I just like the the Coda and the Naito interactions because their their personalities are such a nice styles clash that it works really well in this feud uh, as far as this match with Bullet Club yeah once again. Bullet Club loses uh, to not a great birthday for them. And then the the video after the show. So it's funny, like if you go online and you just see the like the time's up thing, like that's the big thumbnail for the video. And like you see that you're thinking like, oh, shit, it's it's Hiromu. And then you watch the video and it's obviously not Hiromu. Uh, so they they do a good job, I think, kind of capturing not capturing uh almost trolling the fans of like hey this is a video package for Hiromu's return click on this and then you click on it and it's something completely different uh i don't know if this new guy is a member of a bullet club because you know juice says he's done with bullet club but then here's this new guy who's clearly targeting juice he's also as you said looks to be a knife pervert and obviously jay white is the original knife pervert so maybe this guy ends up being bullet club uh yeah i've seen the speculation that it's that it's chris brooks i don't like speculating fully on this stuff like el phantasmo we knew was El Fantasmo. They didn't really try to hide that too much. Uh, this guy, they're hiding a little bit more. It could be, I don't know if they have somebody that they sent on excursion that was from uh, England. So just uh, Oka, who's playing the uh, great own Karn character or whatever. So I doubt it would be him. Okay. Well, again, who who knows who it actually is? Chris Brooks seems to be the the popular pick right now. We'll find out, um, I guess, in a month from now at the Best of Super Juniors final. But New Japan does these video packages really, really well. Like the the El Fantasmal video was, was good, and they you know they run it all the time. Like this this video is gonna run probably like every single best of super junior show. So they're really going to beat you over the head with it. Like the, the Jay white videos ran for, for so long. So they're going to keep playing these videos. They're going to keep it fresh in your mind. And it's going to be like in juice's mind too. If he's working some, I don't know if he's going to be working the best of super juniors tour, but he'll obviously be there for the, for the final night. But it's, it's always going to be in your mind and you're always going to be like wondering like, okay, who is this guy? Who is this return? So, or, or this debut. Uh, so I like when new Japan does this, they, they don't just do it for two weeks and then they, 
and then he shows up like they do this for typically like a month and they they show it on every single show and they give you a firm date of when he's going to be debuting and then then he shows up so i like when new japan does this stuff yeah so it will be interesting to see how they uh how they work it out there the uh the big conspiracy theory is that um it's not chris brooks and that it's actually going to be and again, this is just giant conspiracy theory, and I think wishful thinking that it's actually going to be um, David Finley returning early to turn on Juice. Oh, so, that, that would be interesting. Yeah, it really would. But uh, I think I think it's going to end up being Chris Brooks. That seems to be the popular opinion. But again, we'll find out June fifth. And I do like that. You know, we had asked for them to get some vision with Juice and lock something in, and you know, get a story going, get something solid going, get him away from Bullet Club and the same few guys he's been facing. Just really chase Owens. Yeah. (laughs) Well, Fallet too. Fuck, we don't need that again. Yeah, true. But uh, yeah, so I mean, it looks like they're going to do that and um, hopefully it works out well. But yeah, uh, that's the big teaser heading into June 5th. So we move on. Okada and Big Tom Ishii versus... Sonata in Evil tag action, a uh, big hype match for night two. Evil and Sonata end up picking up the win 17 minutes. Referee stoppage as uh, Evil locked on to Scorpion Deathlock and uh, said, Fuck you, Ishii. I'm using uh, Ricky Choshu's shit against you again. Another, another good match. Uh, I didn't. We thought this could potentially steal the show if they they really went out there and went for it. I'm not saying they they went through the motions, but it was clear they were sort of saving themselves for for the next night, which I like. I can't even fault these guys for. They went out there, and we'll talk about the next night here in a second. But all four of these guys just fucking killed it in night two, so I can't blame them for just kind of turning it down a level um, in the in this tag team match and. Yeah, Sonata and Evil pick up the victory. I called that one. You were you, you did Okada and uh, Ishii were go- going to win, but I, I figured since Ishii and Okada were probably going to win the singles matches, that Sonata and Evil would have to kind of take this tag team match. But but a good match, a good preview for for night two. So yeah, I know I had no problems with this match. It was the best match on the show thus far. But if you were kind of like me and you were expecting like all right if these guys turn this thing up to like an eight then this could really be a potential show stealer they probably were at a, a six and a half so again nothing wrong with that and I, I don't fault them one bit it just it may have under delivered if your expectations were a little bit higher yeah but the thing also remember okada and big tom six and a half is like most people's 11. So. Oh yeah, for sure. That's that's what I'm saying. Like I, I don't fault them for being a six and a half. Their six and a half is still better than a lot of people's tens. So it, like this wasn't a bad match by any means. I'm just saying if you thought that, hey, these guys could really surprise and be like a four and a half star match, like it, it just wasn't that. Yeah. And again, like, you know, put them on a, put the same tag match on a show, like, a road to main event where they're like day, you know, a couple weeks away from a major show. Yeah. They can easily turn a house on, but yeah, very good, good addition to the card. And um, yeah, I was happy with it. And that leads us to the semi main event, never open weight championship match. 
Taichi defeated champion Jeff Cobb in just under eight minutes with a little bit of Tom Fuckery and the, and the Black Mephisto. Yeah, 18 minutes. I wish this match was eight minutes. <laughs> um, it wasn't as bad as I was thinking it was going to be going in. And my expectations were super lowered because it's Tai Chi. And I probably overshot my expectations, which isn't saying much. If my expectation was at a one, like this was maybe a, a four or five. So, you know, it's it's fine. I the the decision, I don't know what the deal is with Cobb. It just it felt like they could have done something with this guy and given him an actual title reign that meant a little something. And like they, and like we said in the preview, like you can build something around Jeff Cobb. You can build this division around Jeff Cobb. And I don't, this belt just feels so pointless to me. Like no one defends it. No one keeps it for that long. Like there's, there's real, no, like never open weight division. It's just kind of whoever, like it's the Goto division essentially. And I'm sure Goto will end up challenging for this title. It's just, it, it feels like a meaningless belt to me. And now Tai Chi's the champion, which doesn't do it too many favors either. I don't know. I, I The match was better than I expected. It wasn't even like a bad match. Like it was, it was fine. And, but the, the booking decision of taking the title off of Jeff Cobb, it just everything they're doing with this title just doesn't feel like I, I don't care about this title at all. Yeah, and I get that. It's um, I thought the match was good, uh, far from great. Um, I thought the story they worked out pretty well, but um, yeah, I, I thought the result was kind of lame because I thought there was a lot. Cobb is never champion had a lot of legs to me that they just didn't get to explore, which is a shame. And um, because we we talked about in the preview, like you know, a, a Cobb Suzuki match down the line. You know, you had Cobb versus Goto rematch, Cobb versus Ishii, and just all kind of stuff. But yeah, it's um, I don't really, yeah, I don't really care for Tai Chi myself. Um, but you know, that's um, I'm not booking, unfortunately. Yeah, we we should have the pen. Um, just just this division just doesn't do anything for me. Like it's it's as simple as that. I mean, I don't even know if there is like a specified never open weight division because it is open weight technically anybody could challenge for this title like we saw osprey win the title and now he's in best of super junior so like the theory of the title is good it just they're not building it to to mean anything like i i actually think like an open weight title it would be cool if you have some more juniors challenge for the title like why isn't liger challenging for this title like that that would be something cool that would be something different and it's just it's like tai chi it's goto and that kind of seems to be it it was ishii for for a while um it, like there just isn't uh, there just isn't much with this title especially in this past year where you've had like elgin had like a, a two-day title reign and then goto had the title and then osprey tai chi Cobb, and now back to tai chi it's just uh, i don't know like no one's defending it no one's doing anything with it can, can we get at least like two successful de title defenses so these reigns mean something like when tai chi beats Cobb, it's like all right 
He beat the guy who literally just won this title. This title is so hot potato right now. Yeah. So we'll see what happens going forward. We'll actually, we know a little bit going forward when we talk about night two, but closing out main one was the, uh, IWGP junior heavyweight champion dragon Lee successfully retaining against Taiji Ishimori. They went, uh, just under 26 minutes. Thought it was excellent. Your thoughts. Yeah, I really, really, really love this match. And I mean, it would have been tough for this match to be bad, as we talked about. You've got Dragon Lee, you got Taiji Ishimori. You let them go out there for however long they want to go, and they're going to deliver. And they, they went, as you said, like 25 minutes. And I mean, they delivered. So, I mean, go out of your way to to see this match. It was always going to be great, and and it was great. I still like the theme of, you know, Bullet Club loses again. Like Ishimori comes out in his uh, kimono, and he's got the mask of Dragon Lee, which he he took um, from earlier in the tour. And he's clearly, like, filling himself, and you're thinking, oh, this is the guy who's going to snap Bullet Club club's losing streak here and you know he wasn't involved in the pen in the g1 supercard so he'd never been beaten technically for the title and you know dragon lee just comes out there and he, he beats him and he delivers and both these guys deliver as far as match quality goes and the, like they're clearly building this dragon lee Hiromu like showdown it was mentioned multiple times on commentary like this is the the match everyone's waiting for and we still don't have like a firm update on when Hiromu is going to return like it the way they're teasing it it feels like he's got to show up at the best of super juniors finale and just whatever happens at the end of that like here comes Hiromu um but I like that that little tease in there I hope that I would assume because they're teasing it that way that they're gonna end up paying off of it uh at some point in the in the near future but yeah, as far as this match goes, like it's Dragon Lee, it's Taiji Ishimori. They got 25 minutes. I'm, I'm not the person who breaks down spot for spot and, and move for move. I just tell you, go watch the match, and you should go watch this match. Yeah, it was it was really excellent. Easily one of the best matches on the tour up there with the um, the junior tag title <laughs> match that happened uh, on like the 26th or whatever it was. But yeah, it was on one of the Road 2 shows, but just uh, excellent stuff. Both guys delivering. I love that Lee retained. I thought they did a good job of teasing that he could lose. And like you said, they keep teasing the Hiromu stuff. So it's going to be really interesting best of Super Juniors because they're really teasing that, you know, he's doing this because he wants to rematch with Hiromu. And so it's like you look at best of Super Juniors and it's like, it really feels like Shingo could run the table and win the whole thing with ease. And then it's like, what you're also telling this story is like, is Dragon Lee as champion going through and actually coming out with the win and then going on to face Hiromu? It's like, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of cool angles to play right now, but, um, yeah. And Shingo, I mean, if Shingo wins, like he's LIJ. So yeah, you know, you got Hiromu potentially coming back into that. And is there any type of, you know, how does Hiromu feel about that? Any type of dissension? Like, Naito, when Shingo joined, Naito said, like, he's not replacing 
Hiromu. He's just, you know, we we wanted to add him to the group, but you never know. You can do so many things with with uh, with that little storyline thread there. Uh, real quickly on Dragon Lee, this was a match I feel he needed to have because I, I don't know if I said this prior to the G1 Supercard. I was really cold on Dragon Lee as a challenger for Ishimori because Ishimori, he just beats Liger and he makes the challenge like, oh, you know, who wants to fight me? And then Dragon Lee comes out and like, I don't have an issue with Dragon Lee, but he wasn't really on new japan much when he comes out to make this challenge like his last big match was the the loss to hiromu um in the in the broken neck match and otherwise he i I think he'd been on the um fantastic mania cards and, and stuff but like he wasn't a really big known player in new japan for for much of 2018 and into 2019 so he comes out and he's like okay i'm gonna be the one to challenge you and i'm just like why why is this guy getting this this title shot here and then they add bandito to the match and you're like all right well they're just gonna do this like super fun triple threat match and these guys are gonna kill it and we thought they'd get more time but they didn't um but it's like all right they're they're just doing like a, a really super cool match for for the madison square garden show and then dragon lee wins which is fine and and but i still just didn't feel like really warm to him as as a challenger and then a champion. So him coming out here, having this match, beating Ishimori in a one-on-one match, like this was a big uh, credibility and just heat booster for for Dragon Lee that he can now carry into the the best of Super Juniors. So like th- this match just accomplished so much in my eyes. Fair enough, but yeah, definitely excellent match. Like Jeremy said, go out of your way to see it. Um, it's it's. You know, we talked about the tour being a bit overextended, but the good news is, is like, it did allow like the junior tag titles to headline a show. It allowed the junior heavyweight title to headline a show. And that's good that they're trying to branch out a little bit and do some different main event stuff on these shows. So, uh, but yeah, these guys killed it and um, it was great. So that was the end of night one and we move on to night two which was uh, started off by Umino and Narita versus Suji and Yuomura. Pretty good opener as usual for the most part. The hair under eight minutes results. Yeah, another like young lion match that was that was fine. And once again, Umino and Narita, like these are these are the the stars right now. And quickly, a little anecdote and a name drop. When I talked to um, uh, Nagata. Uh, at the Crockett Cup, he was very high on Narita. So just, I don't, I don't know what that says, but when I asked him, like, which young lion impresses you the most, like, he he mentioned Narita over Yumino. So just something to keep in mind. He he likes Narita. And I've always kind of been more of a Narita fan over Yumino as well. Yumino is clearly a guy they're grooming because you don't have this guy go 15 minutes with, Hiroshi Tanahashi in the New Japan Cup unless you see something down him for the line. But I I would not sleep on Narita. Who the hell is Yuji Nagata ever be? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, Rocky Romero has put him over a lot on commentary lately too. So, yeah, they obviously see a lot in both guys because they've been just, yeah, over commentary and everything. They've been 
heavily praising everybody them them both and they've been continuing to do really good but yeah um obviously bright future for both guys and um suji and umara are coming along really well too so you know it's another strong young lions class next up suzuki gun defeated jeff cobb yoshihashi toa hanar tiger mask and taguchi 11 and a half minutes i thought it was okay kind of flat and I was really missing Suzuki and Liger trying to kill each other. Not much to this one. As you said, the Suzuki and the the Liger interaction not being there kind of hurt it. And yeah, it wasn't, there just wasn't a whole lot to it. It was, it was fine. Less it was there. If, if anything. Yeah. So next up, um, Makabe Yano and Liger defeated Tamatonga, Tangaloa, and Jado in about eight minutes. It stunk. They couldn't switch Liger with somebody in the other match with, with Jeff Cobb, maybe, and done done that deal. Uh, it, I like Gorillas of Destiny. I really do. I like their their personality and their gimmick, like their matches are rarely great and like makabe yano you're rarely gonna get like super good stuff out of them either Jado can can't move liger is still really good for for his age but he can only do so much with with these other five men at least tamatanga doesn't want to be in the g1 this year thank christ for that (laughs) oh that was that was a chore to get through those fucking Tamatonga matches in the G1 last year. Yeah. Oh, dude, I was I was apparently hurting feelings on the 411 Twitter feed yesterday because it was like uh, Tamatonga um, uh, t- yeah, doesn't want in the G1. And I was like, and I quoted, I was like, well, that makes two of us. And then it was like um, Matt Taven says a, a match with Okada needs to happen. <laughs> Quote, I was like, no, it really doesn't. <laughs> These guys, like, I, I, I wonder if Tamatonga just had this self awareness of, yeah, that G one run wasn't good, and I don't want to have to go through that again. I mean, I'm sure he's like, I'm sure he's playing it up for gimmick, and he's you know saying, I'm focused on tag teams and like that, I'm belt collecting tag teams and stuff. But I feel like he's a smart guy and just knows like, yeah, that that G one run last year kind of pissed off a lot of people and wasn't very fun for me and why go through that bullshit again and Matt Taven he's just an idiot yeah so um and then the lackluster first half of the show continued as Goto Juice Robinson Mikey Nichols and Hanma defeated Jay White Bad Luck Valley Chase Owens and Hikaleo in just under 12 minutes it wasn't bad it was just okay and really flat there was like no energy to it the biggest thing here was the fact that we got the nice pervert video again after the match bullet club not looking too good these first couple of nights right here a lot of losses on the the bullet club resume for their birthday i don't one thing about like these losses and these tag team matches like they don't hurt jay white it's just weird because Jay White is this 
like he's a former champion. He's the the most recent former champion, and he's perceived as this big star. And he's got to get these guys a win at some point. And you know, losing back to back tag matches like this, I get you want to set up the video packages for for Juice Robinson or whatever, but. You can't have like Jay White beat fucking Mikey Nichols in this match and then Juice is checking on Nichols and then the video package airs or something like that. I, I just would have liked to see Jay White pick up a victory. Well, shit, dude. I mean, Han, not even Mikey Nichols. Hanma was in the fucking yeah, match. Yeah, Hanma's in the match. So, so there you go. Like you, you can't have Bullet Club, uh, specifically Jay White. Like the, the rest of these guys are, are whatever. But you can't have Jay White at least pick up a victory on one of these two nights where it's like, all right, Bullet Club is kind of struggling, but you know what? Their their leader is still is is still there for him. The, the leader is still leading. He, he's contributing. He's doing his part. Now he's got to rally everybody else. Uh, so I didn't like I didn't like that Bullet Club lost both of these multi man tag matches. Yeah. So next up, uh, Taiji Ishimori and the debuting El Phantasmo defeated Dragon Lee and Will Ospreay. I thought overall not only a very good match. I thought this was a great debut for El Phantasmo. He looked really good, and this was a match where, as we had speculated. They did everything they could to try to make him look like a star heading into Best of Super Juniors. If you had never seen this dude before, he looked like a star. And the best part is, is you didn't have to focus on the other three guys in the match because to the New Japan audience, they are stars. So you get him in there, he, he hangs with them, he busts out some impressive stuff. And then I thought commentary was excellent as they played up the fact that Phantasmo and Osprey are friends in real life, and that uh, Will Osprey was disappointed that he ended up, uh, his friend ended up in the shitty Bullet Club. This, when we previewed it, we both mentioned like this could potentially be a steal, a show stealer if they if they get all the proper time, and because I mean you got Ishimori, Dragon Lee, Osprey, like. Both of us are super high on on all three of those guys. Like you were a little more lukewarm on El Fantasmo, and you've seen much more of him than I have. So I, I trust your your thought on that. But if you, as you said, if you've never seen El Fantasmo, they really made him shine in this match, yep. and that's that's just smart booking, honestly. Like you get this new guy in there. We know these other three guys. We've got three former Super Junior champions in this match, and then the current uh, Super Junior champions, two former in the current. Like, these guys are looked at as they're going to be the top guys in the best of Super Juniors tournament. Um, and then you add El Fantasmo, and you're like, oh, shit, this guy is super impressive as well. Like, he got so much of the focus and was looked to be on the level of, of the current champion and two former champions and that's like that was the goal of this match that is the goal they accomplished and now you've got four guys plus all the other people that got going into this fucking tournament like the shingo show uh skirls a former champion like they this banditos in there like this field is so stacked that oh my god i cannot wait for for this best of super juniors tournament like this was just a, like a little taste of everything and then on top of everyone else in this tournament, like it's going to 
kick all kinds of ass. And this match was great. Bullet Club finally snaps their their little losing streak. And it's a fantastic debut. My only complaint is that maybe a little too short, but I like the sprint style they worked, and it, it still accomplished everything they needed to accomplish. Yeah, and again, this is one of those things that shows that it you know at the base level pro wrestling is not fucking hard okay you have a guy you're bringing in you give him a bunch of cool fucking video packages he arrives you give him a cool entrance and then you put him in there with other stars and then you make him look like a star through the design of the match and then lo and behold he pins a fucking star henceforth if you've never seen this man before he comes off as a complete star. And then he'll win the Bobby Roode in a singles match in two weeks. <laughs> but yeah, it's um, I thought they pretty much did everything right here. I agree with you. I would have loved for another four or so minutes, make it like 15 minutes, but very good. And I think it accomplished everything they needed to accomplish. Yep. Uh, just the entrance. I didn't mention that, but, but you did. Like That was another thing where... This guy just looks fucking awesome. Like, this guy looks like he is a star. So, everything about the presentation of El Fantasmo, and th- this is what we were talking about when we were talking about Knife Pervert number two videos. Like, they did these videos for so long. They built this guy up. Then he comes out. Like, he has the look. He has this great match. Like, Fantasmo is now, for the time being, like, made going into this best of super juniors. Like this is just perfect, perfect execution of just getting a guy over in one match. Literally he's had one match in this company and he already feels like a big deal. Yeah. I can't remember who said it, but uh, someone basically said that uh, it came off cool because he, uh, he felt like earth Two will Ospreay, like his evil version. <laughs> yeah. You know, which, said, people it said does. Ospreay. People said, uh, Finn, like he's a mix of Balor and, and Omega. So, I mean, that's like, look who people are already comparing this guy to. I'm not going that far. Like, I think Osprey is fucking top three in the world. Omega is Omega. Like, Balor is, well, he's a bit of B now. But when he was New Japan, um, again, I'm not going that far to put him in that kind of category. But that just goes to show you, like, the level that people already feel he's at after multiple video packages, an entrance, and one match. Yeah, so you know, great debut. So we moved on. Uh, Lij defeated Kota Ibushi, showing you rematch from night one, and uh, we were right in the fact that um they split the wins. I had the order wrong, but that's okay. They they split the two wins. Another very good match. And you know, stop me if you heard this before, but Lij Chaos and Ibushi uh, dominated this tour in terms of just consistently delivering every night. And uh, the big news was after the match that uh, Naito and Ibushi made their IC title match official for Dominion. We'll get into kind of Dominion preview later on, but man, that card is shaping up to be really good. Um, yeah, another a another good match between these six. You just keep throwing them in these matches; they're gonna keep delivering. And like this one was was no exception. But the great thing about these matches is these guys are so good that they don't feel too repetitive. Obviously there's a lot of similarities in the matches, but you never get the sense of 
if you've seen it once, you you've seen it a million times. Like they they switch it up just enough to keep it fresh and to where you're like, all right, if they do this match again, then I, I'm not too mad at it. Like neither of these matches were super go out of your way to to see type matches, but they were both different enough to where, hey, if you've got, I guess they were both like. 25 minutes combined if you got 25 minutes to kill and you want to watch two perfectly acceptable wrestling matches with six really strong guys with some layering in each match like these are two good matches to watch exactly so yeah we have a dominion match set up finally um which i think many expected and then we had the return of hiroshi tanahashi who was away from his uh from action due to elbow surgery and uh, he cut a promo explaining that uh, last year before the G1, he was hurt and it was at the lowest of lows. And then he won the G1 and ended up winning the IWGP title. But, you know, now, now he's kind of low again because he lost the title and he was hurt. But he's coming back June 5th at the Best of Super Junior Finals. He's going to return to the ring. And nothing but love for my ace. He wants the title back. Unfortunately for him, the OG knife pervert Jay White arrived and uh, basically said, get in the back of the line, old man. Said he was going to be next. Ended up attacking him. Threatened to pilmanize his arm with a chair, but the young Lions made the save for the ace. And that just shows that you can never trust a fucking knife pervert, Jeremy. This was, again, it looks like it's going to be another Dominion match because, as we found out later on, spoiler, Jericho looks like he's going to fight for the IWGP heavyweight title at, at Dominion. So, I mean, if this is your top three, like Jay White, Tanahashi, Okada, Jericho, Ibushi, Naito, like that's a like that's a Wrestle Kingdom-worthy top three right there. And, I mean, it's essentially... The, the guys who minus Omega basically replace Omega with Ibushi. Like those are the guys who, who carried Wrestle Kingdom this year. So it really well done. It's good to see that Tanahashi is, is coming back soon. I mean, he's fucking Tanahashi. The Jay White feud always has legs to it because this was Jay White's first big feud going back to Wrestle Kingdom 12. And then the, the year long journey to get back to, uh, facing Tanahashi and then beating Tanahashi for, for the title, or, yeah, beating Tanahashi for the title. And so it's just, you can never go wrong with these two. There's just so many layers to this feud that it, it works. And, I mean, Tanahashi's still Tanahashi. Jay White has improved so much. And if this is your, I guess, third main event at Dominion, then it's it's looking like a strong card. Yep. So we moved on to the co-main event of the evening. Big Tom Ishii pulled it out, defeating Evil. 23 minutes. It was fucking awesome. Oh, there we go. I muted my microphone. You said it. Uh, they they beat the shit out of each other. It was like Ishii is, is so, so good right now. And and we talked about it in the preview. Like I almost feel that he's underrated because he's just lopped into this group with so many other good wrestlers. But this guy just delivers always in these big situations. And and like I said in the preview, I was I'm not like really high on evil. I like him. I think he can step up, but on a night to night basis, like I'm not going out of my way most of the time to like 
get excited or to to see an evil match and but you throw him in there with ishii and like evil raises game he keeps up with ishii step for step and just a, another like fantastic match on the resume of ishii a really strong match on the resume of, of evil and it was nice to see ishii win and i hope it sets him up for something something big like i don't know when he would be in line to face okada it, because okada seems to have a lot of challengers lined up right now but i i don't know put this guy in the mix with abushi and naito after after they finish their thing and i mean give me abushi and ishii give me naito and ishii like the fuck put build the go back to the make the never over open weight title mean something and that's probably a downgrade for ishii at this point but if they want to build that title to some type of credibility like put that belt on ishii have them face the cobs have them face some of these super junior guys like like osprey or fuck show or shingo like any of these guys i don't care like just just have them face literally anybody in the world and i would be happy right now well that's what it looks like they're doing because they they showed afterwards in the post-match interview he was doing his interview and uh tai chi walked up to him and basically you know challenged him to a match for the title and everything so um Looks like we might get that uh, possibly as soon as Dominion or Best Super Junior Finals. So yeah, um, he's he looks like he's gonna get in the title mix. And um, for as much as I, I I agree that I don't want the title dropping around a lot, if he just goes and fucking straight up murders Tai Chi, I'll be fine with him. They they've they've made this title so meaningless right now that if Tai Chi loses it to Ishii, then it's not going to hurt it any longer the the thing that they have to do is if you put this title on ishii which they should this is when you build it as a credible title this is when you have ishii just go on this run and you have him face literally all challengers like i said you you have him face some of these super junior guys you have him face like some of some tag team guys or something like it's an open weight title so it means no fucking weight limits so you have him just have these great matches against literally anybody and you have him defend the title more than once because the, I don't think there's been a more than one title defense in like over a year now, a year and a half now. So you have him defend this title against multiple guys. You build up the credibility to this title. Taichi's not the guy who's building up the this credibility. I would honestly hate if they try to make this title with tai chi and they have him beat ishii and then people might say oh there you go he defended the title this is what you wanted right no i don't want fucking tai chi holding the title at all exactly and so we move on to the main event because chico kata defeated sonata in the main event uh retaining the title 38 minutes uh sonata falls to owen six against okada uh match was very slow starting very defensive as opposed to the very offensive match we saw right before it and i know a lot of people like to bitch about the okada slow starts and everything but i think in this match you had to coming off of ishii and evil you really had to do that and i i think they had an overall great match sonata showed great resilience he got to go a little deeper into the waters with okada but um he still couldn't beat him. 
thought it was pretty great overall, but I preferred uh, Big Tom versus Evil over it. And uh, yeah, Okada retains. Jeremy Sonata fails again. Yeah, I actually yeah. preferred their New Japan Cup match as well. Yeah, not to too. say not to say this match was was bad. Like it's Okada and Sonata, it's going to be tough for these guys to to have a bad match. But if you're looking for one of the the matches in the past year between these two, like I would say, watch the New Japan Cup match over this one. It's a lot of what we talked about in the preview that they tried with Sonata. They gave him some some good near falls and made you maybe believe he he was going to get it. But I I just don't know what they're doing with this guy. And I like Sonata. I keep saying. I wish they would pull the trigger on this guy, but now he's 0-6 against Okada. He really can't challenge for this title any longer. I'm ever since you you put the 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 time limit draw thought in my head last week, I was severely disappointed that they didn't go with the time time limit draw in this match because I thought that would have set up so much more. And instead, Okada wins. Like that's fine. I'm not going to complain about Okada winning and defending the title because at least somebody finally defends this title in the um, in the past this past year. So it's I feel bad for Sonata. Honestly, like he was almost put in a position to fail, and then he failed, and now I don't know where this guy goes. Um, like the match was great. I don't know. How much I can more I can say about this match? I again I think the New Japan Cup match is better. I, I too like Dishi and, and Evil better. I just I just don't know where they're going with Sonata anymore. And Okada like he 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 stays on top, and and Chris Jericho is now in the picture. Yeah, I would expect at this point the way it's gone, and they've made such a big deal out of Sonata's failures against Okada. I imagine he beats him during the G1 because, you know, Okada can take a loss like that in the G1 and gives Sonata a little something back. But, yeah, he uh, Okada was cutting his big post-match promo. He's all happy. He's still the champion. Everything is right in the world. And then your drunk uncle found his credit card and bought a flight. And, you know, he's, he's there via video package in Japan, Christopher Jericho. And uh, basically said that he was coming for the title at Dominion. So we have our Dominion main event. And according to all reports, this has this is just part of Jericho's AEW deal where he's allowed to work for New Japan. There's nothing going on right now between AEW and New Japan, although I think a lot of people would like to after the Madison Square Garden thing. But uh, yeah, Jericho is coming back. So what are your big thoughts on Jericho coming back? The pain maker. Chris Jericho. Um, uh, I I like Jericho in New Japan. Jericho is very smart. The really ever since he left WWE with picking his spots um, in his appearances. Obviously the All In thing, and then going going to New Japan and doing like real just big matches the whole time. Like he like he did the Omega match. He did the Naito matches. He did. Uh, one match against evil he he picks his spots well the reinvention of chris jericho is something that everyone talks about and i still think it's actually underrated just how often this guy can change who he is to fit where he's at and to make himself 
feel fresh. Um, you know, I, I've seen a lot of talk online of of Jericho. If he was the, if WWE is doing this with part timers with Brock Lesnar and Goldberg and The Undertaker and Triple H, you know, they're in the title picture and everyone complains about it because it's WWE. Like Jericho, he like he's coming off a loss to to Naito. Why why is he getting this title shot? Like if this is WWE, everyone would complain about it. And I think the biggest reason no one complains about it is is one I, I will fully honor that people just like to complain about WWE. It's just kind of what a lot of the online fan base does. But more than that, it's because Jericho just always feels different in these settings and where triple h is the same guy he's always been goldberg has never changed brock lesnar literally comes out and does the same thing with the same paul Heyman promo the undertaker is hasn't changed at all and jericho is like he's just different he carries himself different every single time and i mean he can he can still kind of go in the ring too and that obviously helps he's not having these 30 minute slow paced nonsense matches uh so that's why jericho gets more of a pass i i'm looking forward to the okada match this will be and, and we said it with the the omega match um the other year and then and then even the naito match like it's a different kind of match for jericho jericho with the omega match they turned it into a, a brawl to kind of mask jericho's limitations at this age the 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 naito match wasn't so much of a brawl but it did have some of those elements in there to once again sort of mask those those limitations you know okada i don't know how much they're going to be able to to do that i don't want to get too far ahead on the preview but it's a it's once again a different kind of match for chris jericho and he's like this is an actual sort of schedule for jericho like Two weeks prior to this match, he's going to be wrestling Kenny Omega at double or nothing. So how is he going? Like before, it was literally he's kind of wrestling like once every three months. And now he's wrestling two matches in the span of two and a half weeks, maybe. Uh, you know, how is he actually, I guess, two weeks. How How is he going to hold up this time as opposed to one match every three months? So it's an interesting match. I, I, I'm looking forward to it. I like Jericho in New Japan. And yeah, I wouldn't read anything into Jericho doing this because he specifically stated when he signed with AEW, like, I can go back to New Japan anytime I want. Like Kenny Omega said the same thing. I think that shows that New Japan is open to working with AEW whenever this ROH partnership peters out which is hopefully sooner rather than later um but I, I don't think it's anything more than just jericho and omega were smart enough to to put this on their contracts because they really like working in new japan yeah and i think the important thing about this match for me is that um it's also good it's it's more to me interesting because it's going to be a very different okada match and you know okada does really good in like when he faced Zack Sabre Jr., he went back to his lucha roots and was doing a lot of lucha submissions to try to counter Zack Sabre. And, you know, this match, it's going to end up, whether some people like it or not, it's going to be more of a brawling style match because, let's face it, I mean, Jericho is smart enough to know his limitations and he knows that, like, he knew he couldn't go have a Kenny Omega match like a 25-minute athletic sprint in his age. And he, he knew that. 
And to a degree, he knew he couldn't do some of that stuff with Naito as well. So, and again, he's not going to be able to do that with Okada. And that's okay, because like you said, his matches have all been really good to great in New Japan. And it gives us something different out of Okada, which I think a lot of people will appreciate. So, yeah, that's going to be really interesting. So we kind of look at Dominion. Can we, can, we, can we just talk about how brilliant Chris Jericho is? This man is going to headline maybe not the biggest show in the United States this year, potentially the second biggest behind WrestleMania on, on May 25th. And then he's going to headline again, maybe the second biggest show in Japan after Wrestle Kingdom on, on June, what is it, 9th? Yeah. Like, the... In the span of two weeks, this guy is going to headline two of the biggest shows in the the biggest wrestling markets in the world. This man is just a genius. Yeah, no, he is. I mean, you know, you can't argue with what Jericho has done since leaving WWE. But right now, confirmed matches-wise for Dominion, I'd say we're definitely the junior title match takes place there with the champion and the winner of Best of Super Juniors. We look like we have Tanahashi and Jay White being uh, headed towards there. We definitely have Naito and Ibushi and Okada and Jericho happening. So that's just your top four. And then depending on what they put on, like the best of Super Junior final and stuff, we could have Liger and Suzuki at this show. We could have um, a U.S. title match between uh, Juice and the Knife Ferber too. And we could have uh, Tai Chi and uh, Ishii on the show as well. <coughs> Dominion okay. is shaping up to be such a strong card. I don't, I don't know if all of this stuff is going to end up on the show because it feels like you need to save something for for down the line. But I mean, if they stack this show. With, with all of those matches, like you're really looking at, again, the, the second biggest show of the year behind Wrestle Kingdom. And Dominion is pretty much turned into that anyway. So I, I can't, like, it's not even that surprising. Um, but yeah, this card just looks so strong on paper. Yeah. And like I said, some of that could end up on the uh, June 5th Best of Super Junior final as well. We'll see what, what all goes down there. But it's a, uh... Yeah, first week of June looking really strong for New Japan. Got a lot of stuff going on there. A lot of stuff they've been building to. And again, we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, Dontaku, night one and two overall, I thought were good shows and uh, did a good job of finishing things that they had built to really well, as well as kind of getting ready to carry on to the next stage. Yeah, um, just... Overall, a good two good nights of, of action from from Dantaku with the the top matches on each night delivering the the multi man tag matches, especially because the the tour was felt longer or was longer than usual. Like some of that stuff you can pretty much skip, but as far as the all the top matches go, like go out of your way to to see the night two was was obviously the better night. It had the stronger card on paper anyway. Um, but but the top matches were were all really good. Yeah. So moving on, we are uh, we got a loaded week again coming up. We have the ROH War of the Worlds tour starting this week. 
Uh, three live events airing on Honor Club on uh, Wednesday, Thursday, and Saturday. And then they close up with TV tapings on Sunday. We start off in Buffalo, Jeremy. And uh, we have uh, some of the L.A. Dojo Young Lions getting on these cards. Uh, one of them, Alex Coughlin, kicks things off against P.J. Black. Um, I'm looking. Oh, I had the I had the wrong card pulled up. I apologize. Uh, yeah, sure. Are we gonna run through all of these match by match? I don't want to bore the people too much with shit like uh, <laughs> I don't Shane Taylor and Hikaleu. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean if PJ Black will, will probably win. It'll be I I don't know too much about Alex Coughlin, but people seem to be uh, sort of high on him. I guess so. We'll see. Yeah, just uh, to kind of like skip ahead on some talking points on the LA Dojo Lions. Um, the LA Dojo Lions aren't bad by any means, but they're just nowhere near close to the New Japan Lions for a couple reasons. Number one, they're not working as often. And number two, they don't get to work against established stars. Like, you know, they're not working against Nagata and Kojima and Tanzani guys uh, all the time that are willing to teach them and work with them. So it's like they're kind of behind. They're not bad. They show potential. But, yeah, P.J. Black should win. He's facing the young line. If he doesn't, there's a problem. Shane Taylor and Hikaleo. Shane Taylor should destroy young Hikaleo. Hikaleo should win. Fuck Shane Taylor. Uh, Fuck Hikaleo and his fucking (laughs) pop, his poodle-ass haircut. (laughs) Both of them should lose. Why are you hating on Shane Taylor, man? I don't know. I just don't have a use for Shane Taylor. I don't think he's anything like... I'd probably hate on him more than he deserves to even be mentioned. I don't see why you hate on Shane Taylor. He's had good matches this year, man. Jeez. All right. Fine. I haven't seen him. Uh, did Did you not see the uh, pay-per-view match he had Jeff, with Jeff Cobb this year? Which one was that? Oh, that's uh, right. I I forgot that was Shane Taylor. Uh, uh, all right, fine, fair enough. I I just don't care for Shane Taylor. All right, I, I don't have I don't have a use for him. Well, guess Get a what? good Break. match with Jeff Cobb. Good good going. Well, guess what? Shane Taylor doesn't give a fuck about you either. <laughs> Shane Taylor probably does not know that I exist. Probably, but anyway, we have uh Mark Haskins and Tracy Williams versus Evil and Sonata. Uh, this this will probably be good. Um, the New Japan guys will probably end up winning. Sonata needs some rebound wins. Yeah, so does Evil with this rate too after losing yeah. the issue. Yeah, it's a, yeah, definitely should be good. And one of the, the things that looks good on this, uh, the Kingdom is going to face two of the Dojo Young Lions, which means they will win. TK O'Ryan and Vinny Marseglia, Matt Taven's little buddies. They're there. They exist. Here you go, though. This will make you No one cares about the kingdom. Well, this is true, but Bandito versus Flip Gordon. Love this match. Let me name drop Flip Gordon a little bit more. Uh, (laughs) He was really looking forward to this match um, when I talked to him at the Crockett Cup, and then he's looking forward to potentially facing Bandito again at Best of Super Juniors. Uh, This match was supposed to happen when they screwed up and they announced hold on one second did not want to cough into the microphone 
Um, this match was supposed to happen when they screwed up and they announced Flip Gordon's return from the knee injury before they realized, um, let's say he injured his knee again and then have him re-return at the Madison Square Garden show. I cannot wait for this match. I would assume they're going to get plenty of time to to really go out there and and tear it down, and it should be great. I I think Bandito ends up winning. It feels like he he needs a win in ROH right now. Yeah, it's a it's kind of a in a good way a hard one to call. I could see either guy losing or winning, but uh, yeah, it definitely looks like a good and probably tremendously fun match on paper. Looking forward to that one. Moving on, we have. Roosh facing Silas Young. Uh, Roosh will, will win. Silas Young is... I don't mind him, but there's really not too much upside for him, it feels like, at this point. And they're obviously really high on, on Roosh with the victories they've given him, so he should win this match. Yeah, Roosh is, uh, to me, they're obviously grooming him for a world title shot. Uh, just He's undefeated. The quick win over Dalton Castle... And the fact that he has history with Matt Taven from their time in CMLL um, kind of makes it a um, a natural feud to build to since Taven is champion. And with uh, Best in the World coming up, might be the match to headline that show. But yeah, Roosh should win here and uh, keep rolling along. The ROH six-man titles are on the line. Bill and Enterprise is defending against Yuji Nagata, Satoshi Kojima, and Big Jeffrey Kong. This will probably be better than a lot of people may think on paper. Uh, PCO will be over. Marty Skrull is is good. Jeff Cobb is obviously good, and Nagata and Kojima can can go. So uh, that we both like the the villain enterprises and Nagata Kojima match from from the Cockett Cup, and now you add Skrull and, and Cobb to that mix. So it'll be fine. Villain enterprises will, will most likely win. Yeah, it'll probably be really good. I'm looking forward to it. Main event, ROH World Tag Team Championship. The Gorillas of Destiny will defend against Jonathan Gresham and Jay Lethal. I'm looking forward to this match. Um, Once again, with Gorillas of Destiny, not always the best in-ring workers, but they're going up against Lethal and Gresham. And... I have a hard time seeing Jay Lethal and Jonathan Gresham having a bad match with anybody. I'd put the titles on Lethal and Gresham, but I know Gorillas of Destiny faced the Briscoes at the final night of this tour, and it does feel like the Briscoes can win the titles there um, if they if they want to get the titles back on the Briscoes. But like that match is going to happen regardless. That's a match that has been built up very well and doesn't need a title to to really add anything to it. So I wouldn't hate it if if Lethal and Gresham win the belts here. I figure Girls of Destiny are going to have to lose these belts at some point during this tour because they're not sticking around ROH for too long unless the ROH has kind of worked out something to fucking have them face Enzo and Cass, which God help us all if that happens. Fuck that noise. Yeah, I've... uh... I long said when it was looking like Jay Lethal's uh, world title run was coming to an end, I really hoped that they would give him and Gresham a run in the tag title ranks. And um, I would put the titles on them here, and then I would build to them versus the Briscoes at the Best of the World pay-per-view. Yeah, that would yeah, just be, be neat. Match. 
Yeah, because I don't think you need to go. <clears throat> excuse me. I don't think you need to go right back to the Briscoes. I think give it a little bit of time to breathe. And, you know, they're already 10-time champions. They're the greatest tag team in ROH history. You know, you can play around a little bit, get a, get a feud going with these guys. And that's what I would do personally. But, uh, yeah, Lethal and Gresham are great as a team. And hopefully they have a good match with, uh, with uh, the Gorillas of Destiny. We'll see. I think the Gorillas of Destiny are – are far from horrible, but they are not guys that can carry a match. They need to be in there with quality guys. And Lethal and Gresham are those guys, so it could be good. So I'm looking forward to a possible title change there. So night two happens in Toronto, Jeremy. It's going to be a bad time in Toronto with the Raptors losing in the playoffs. And then they get this card. (laughs) <laughs> this card is not as bad as the final card I will say wait you don't think the Chicago card is good oh I meant the Grand Rapids card the Chicago card is TV taping it doesn't count oh okay fair enough fair enough yeah um, Yeah, I haven't quite looked I'm looking over the Grand Rapids card now and holy shit yeah this card sucks yeah it's a, like dog shit on a platter but uh we got uh, Hikaleo and the Gorillas of Destiny facing off the Dojo Young Lions. So the Sons of Haku should take that one without a problem. Yep. Move yep. on. We got Roosh versus PJ Black. Again, probably another win for uh, for Roosh. And probably a good match if they give him time. Uh, PJ Black is kind of underrated. He can still he can still go and make, a, make some waves there. So... I, I think if they're not just trying to have Roosh squash everybody, this this could end up being pretty decent. Yeah, again, like you said, uh, Roosh should win. They're obviously working towards that world title shot. And again, there's nothing wrong with that. We talked about if you're going to make a star, he has to win matches and the guy has to win matches against names. And, you know, people will bitch about this and that, but Silas Young and ROH is a name that th- their fans relate to to a degree. And, you know, he already has the Dalton Castle win. He has other wins. So you just keep rolling them on here and stacking up wins, stacking up names, and nothing wrong with that. We're building to a possible world title challenger, and that's how you do it. You have him fucking beat people. Good matches on top that are great and everything, but he has to win. So speaking of Silas Young, actually, we move on. Silas Young versus Yuji Nagata, and this is a – Old-fashioned dad battle. Uh, I I hope Nagata wins. Um, yeah, it's it, it should be fine again. I'm not like the biggest Silas Young fan in the world, and Nagata can still kind of go for for his age, and it, it should be fine. Yeah, I I think it'll be pr- probably be fun. Honestly, I um. I like Silas well enough, but I'm not one of those guys that are just constantly, oh, Silas is so great. It's like he has good matches and everything, but it's not like I need Silas Young on a card all the time. You know what I mean? So it's like Silas is fine. I love Nagata. I would imagine Silas Young picks up the win, but uh, if if old man Nagata won, I would be thrilled. Uh, Sticking with the New Japan Dads, we have Kojima facing off against Jay Lethal. Probably good, actually. Um, it, it's just tough to have a 
bad match with Jay Lethal and Kojima probably turn it up a little bit in this match. I figured Jay Lethal gets the victory, but I'm looking forward to this match more than you, one may think when you hear, I don't know, Jay Lethal against uh, Kojima. So I, I think I think it'll be a good match. Yeah, and that's the thing too. It is hard for Jay Lethal to have a bad match. And Kojima still has enough go, and he he turns it up from time to time, and hopefully he does here, and uh, should be good. Yeah, Jay Lethal should win, and um, yeah, I like it though. We're gonna move on. We got a Hoss fight, Jeremy. Brody King versus Hiroki Goto versus Shane Taylor versus Big Jeffrey Cobb. All right, I will forgive everything I said about Shane Taylor because I. Forgiving myself. Uh, that's weird. Uh I like this. I like this match. I, I like three of the four involved in this match. And Shane Taylor is he'll probably turn it up in this match. These guys are just gonna beat the hell out of each other, I would assume, and it'll it'll probably be great. Yeah, I, I like a, a good Haas battle. And honestly, um the ROH four match four way matches have been really good this year. Um, they've been a lot better than in past years to where they'd be very hit and miss. Um, I think the only thing that um, that honestly might hold it back just a little bit is Goto. And that's not because he's not talented. It's just that, you know, being a New Japan guy, he doesn't work a lot of multi-man matches. So hopefully they have a they simple layout, just let these guys beat the shit out of each other. Keep it simple. I could see Goto honestly picking up a win here. Uh, to get a new Japan win on the board, plus he really needs one. Excuse me, as I hack up a lung. Um, yeah, go to winning is probably, or maybe a good call. Jeff Cobb could use a win too after fucking losing to Tai Chi. That's fair enough too. Moving on, we got another potentially really good match: Mark Haskins and Tracy Williams facing off with the Briscoes. Anything with the Briscoes is great, and Haskins and Tracy Williams are, are very good. So Briscoes probably win, build them a little bit, heading into a potential title match against Girls of Destiny. That's that's pretty much my feeling. That you got to keep the team hot and uh, lifeblood. Uh, Haskins and Williams have been really good since coming into ROH. It's been good additions to the roster, and again, guys that go out there and pretty much don't disappoint. The Briscoes are pretty much all on, always on. So, um, if not very good, potentially great match here. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, Briscoes should win. Moving on, another good tag team uh, in Evil and Sonata, facing off with uh, Matt Taven's little buddies in the Kingdom. Yeah, I don't yeah. care. I like Evil and Sonata. Anything with the Kingdom is just isn't going to excite me. Yeah. Hope this match is like two minutes and Evil and Sonata just kill them. Well, that would be spectacular, but probably won't be. But yeah, I'm looking forward. Hopefully, Evil and Sonata pick up the big win. The main event of the evening is our Ring of Honor world champion, Matt Taven, defending against the human Frankenstein, PCO. Put the belt on PCO, you cowards. <laughs> I don't I can't, think... This... I, can't, I can't disagree with that. I, I really can't. <laughs> I like, I doubt this match will be anything too great because PCO, as cool of a gimmick as he has, he's very, I don't want to say he's one note, but but he's very good in like sort of short bursts. 
And, and Matt Taven just, I don't think he's that good at all. And until I see him in a one-on-one match that, or like any match that doesn't involve Jay Lethal uh, being a good match, then I, I'm not going to be sold on this guy. The the mix of styles is very weird. I would imagine they smoke and mirrors it up a little bit. I yeah, I don't really have high hopes for it outside of the 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 booking of PCO challenging for this title. It'd be cool if PCO won. Like I don't know, Matt Taven just just put the title on PCO. It'd be something different. He didn't have to have a long run. But it would get people talking. ROH needs good buzz right now, and, and PCO winning the title would, would be good buzz. Yeah, I just yeah, I'm with you on the Matt Taven thing, dude. I just I've been that way for a while. He's not horrible, but he's not he's not your main guy to me, you know. He just isn't, with all due respect. And uh I like PCO a lot. I'm sure this will have some fun moments. You know, they they did a good job setting up the match. Uh, like you said, probably a lot of good degree of smoke and mirrors and guys running in and all that good shenanigans. And uh, Taven's probably just going to retain, but uh, hopefully it's at least good. We'll see. I just, um, yeah, Matt Taven does, uh, does nothing for me. Yeah, just, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's Matt Taven. He's Matt Taven. Unfortunately. He's not <laughs> Taven. So we move on to the last live stop that will air on Honor Club. ROH War of the World's Grand Rapids. And if I'm being honest with you, it kind of looks like dog shit on a plate. I Yeah, I, after I, I looked at the card, I was like, oh, this 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 show. Right here. I, I want to go to the police station and get one of those dolls that they use with the kids and take it to the ROH offices and ask them where Grand Rapids touched them. <laughs> because this card is, it's not good. Women of Honor title match, Kelly Klein versus Stacy Shadows. Don't care, Kelly Klein wins. Yeah, Kelly Klein is not really good. And the last time I saw Stacy Shadows in ROH, she was stumbling over herself. She's not very good. So, yeah. Four-way match uh, coming up. Well, hang on. My picture is wrong. Anyway, Cheeseburger and Clark Connors from the LA Dojo. Cheeseburger should pick up the win here. Yep. yep. Moving on. Coast to Coast will face uh, Alex Coughlin and uh, Carl Fredericks from the Dojo. Should be a win for Coast to Coast. Yep. Yep. Yay. I have nothing to add to these matches. They're just Well, honestly, there's not a lot to add to them. <laughs> yeah, they're I mean, they might surprise and be halfway decent. They're probably not going to get a lot of time. The winners don't really seem in doubt. So, what more do you want me to say, people? Oh, here you go, Jeremy. The Kingdom versus the Sons of Haku. <sighs> Whatever. This match is going to suck so much. <laughs> so, so much. Yeah. They're, they're going to get like 30 minutes too because... That's probably true, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, what a, just what a mix of not good wrestlers all in the ring together. 
I, I the kingdom probably went. I, who cares? Yeah, I have the kingdom actually taking this one just because Matt Taven's involved. Uh, looking, uh, we got Mark Haskins versus PCO next. Should be a rebound win for PCO. World champion PCO will defend his title against Mark Haskins. Keep dreaming, brother. <laughs> Evil and Sonata versus the Bouncers. Evil and Sonata probably win. I love Evil and Sonata. You put them in there against the Bouncers, and it's like, what are we doing? Yeah, it kind of seems like a waste, but uh, what are you going to do? And then we have a four-way number one contenders match. PJ Black, Tracy Williams, Eli Isom, and the man we think is heading towards a world title shot, Roosh. Yeah, the, this is... It's weird as a number one contenders match because a you're almost the other three make no sense. (laughs) (laughs) You're either telegraphing this Roosh win in a in a big way, which is fine. I mean, they're clearly building this guy, or you're trying to get a little too cute and you have like Tracy Williams win by pinning Eli Isom, and then you you know you can headline some some show with Matt Taven against Tracy Williams and as the dozens of fans roll in to, to see that, to see that show. Uh, so yeah, it's either a telegraph Roosh win or they try to get too cute and have some unknown guy who probably shouldn't be fighting for the title, pick up a victory over some other unknown guy who I shouldn't say unknown, but you guys get what I'm saying. Uh, pick up the victory over some other guy who shouldn't be fighting for the title just so they can delay this Roosh title match. It's it's super weird booking, but I guess that's where ROH is at right now. Yep, and the main event of Grand Rapids, which at least this looks like fun, Yuji Nagata, Jeff Cobb, Jay Lethal, Hiroki Goto, and Kojima versus Silas Young, Bully Ray, Shane Taylor, and your boys, the Briscoes. It looks like fun for the most part. Uh, the 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 heel team, three out of the five, I could take or leave, mostly leave. Um, and the the face team at least looks strong. Anything with Bully Ray is just gonna not excite me. In 2019, I wonder. So so here's a question for you. Do we okay. get an Enzo and Cass appearance in this match? <clears throat> Bless me. Um, I sure to fuck hope not. All right. Well, what you're hoping and what actually happens? Do do you do you think we will see them in this match? I don't, but I mean, because I think if they're going to do anything, they would save them for the TV tapings in Chicago. Maybe, but I could also see them doing something here because, I mean, who did they who did they brawl with at Madison Square Garden? Bully Ray and the Briscoes. Who is teaming on this show? Bully Ray and the Briscoes. You have them show up here. You, in their mind, th- this isn't how I'm thinking, but you have them show show up here. You, by doing that, you quote unquote build interest to the TV tapings. And so it's like, oh, are they going to show up at the TV tapings and be seen on television in three months from now? See, that's the thing with the TV tapings. I don't put a whole lot of stock into those shows because 
they're kind of lame duck shows, honestly. Uh, I, I put more stock into these singular shows because they they book more like New Japan than they do WWE with a lot of this stuff. And I think they show up here and try to try to build something out of them. It just makes it makes sense by not making sense, and that's ROH right now. Do I have to get you a fucking doll too? What did Grand Rapids <laughs> do to you? Look at this is not my you know this this is I'm not booking Enzo and Cass. I'm telling you how I think ROH is thinking right now, and this is how I think they are thinking. I hope I'm wrong. I don't have any desire to see Enzo and Cass. Things just seem to be lining up a little bit too much. You sh- you have them show up here. And then, again, you go to the TV tapings. Who's headlining the TV tapings? Briscoes and Gorillas of Destiny. Who has problems with them, too? Enzo and Cass. So you, you get them with a double shot here, and ROH thinks they've done something of, oh, we got interest in these two shows here by bringing in Enzo and Cass for both shows. Bully Ray's the genius, all right? You are a horrible human being, <laughs> I'm sorry, Grand Rapids. I love you. Just wait. This is not a prediction. This is a spoiler. I'm just saying, when you end up with fucking death threats from Grand Rapids, I had nothing to do with it. I tried to help these people. (laughs) You had me uh, on your show, so you are an accomplice on this. God damn it. (laughs) So that's uh, that's the War of the Worlds. There's some... There's some good stuff on the tour, obviously, but um, it's not exactly a blowaway tour on paper. We'll see what happens. And, uh, yeah, so it's going to be a big week for ROH with the shows. And, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty much it for today's show, Jeremy, unless you have anything else you want to toss in. Are we not going to talk about the, the TV taping matches? No. Okay. There's some good matches at the TV tapings. There are, but I just uh, I see no goal in trying to predict their predict their TV taping matches. It's just fair yeah. enough. I am looking forward to the Jeff Cobb Jay Lethal Roosh PCO four way match. That should be yeah. awesome. And I'm looking forward to Enzo and Cash showing up too. Oh, well, that makes one of you. <laughs> Uh, I'm not looking forward to end zone cast. No, I have nothing else to talk about unless you just want to keep chatting the old wrestling. <laughs> now that will uh, that'll end our show for today. Thank you for listening. Remember, you can find the 411 on Wrestling Podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, and YouTube, as well as the 411 site. Please make sure to subscribe and share us around on social media. And if you have time, leave a five star review on iTunes. Steve Cook and I will be back later this week as we take an exploratory look back at the final episode of WCW Monday Nitro. Have a good week, everybody. Hey, yeah, you be nice.